get ready. Welcome to the Two Metal Fans Podcast, where we talk about metal and non-metal and things about life and things that don't matter, so get used to it. We're gonna talk your face off. Welcome back, everybody, to the Two Metal Fans Podcast. It is your host, Logan, and with me, as always, I can touch him, is my forever co-host. Who is it? Livy. Oh, I guess I'm Livy today. No, Livy is Jordan's dog that's literally right behind us and is upside down staring at us seductively. Okay, maybe not seductively, but she really wants pets. Yeah, she's really cute. I call her a liver, affectionately. <laughs> you know, she loves it. Right, liver? Oh, she's zonked she's right now. She's literally asleep. Can't hear a word we're saying. Perfect. All right. What have, we, what have you been up to, Jordan? Not much, man. Working, gaming, sleeping. Try not to die. Dude, all the maybe in, Maybe in that order, maybe not. Hard to tell. Yeah, no, I oh, feel you. Listen to music. I would hope so, since we're supposed to talk about music. But uh, lately, for our album schedule review, we finished two albums since the last time we talked. It's a lot of music. It is a lot of music. One of them is a lot of music. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but the first one, shout out to... James, a.k.a. Shade Press, on Twitter, because he recommended this album to us, and thank you, James. What album? Uh, Angel Makers, no, Angel Maker, the band, and the album is Angel Maker. I think Angel Makers... Angel Makers, Angel Maker. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say, but it didn't roll right, and I felt weird. Mm. You could also say Angel Makers self-titled? I could. Or that one fancy word that we learned on Wikipedia one time for BT Bam. Remember that? I do remember, but I do not remember what the word was. No, it was, was too pretentious. It was like... No, I'm not even going tr- yeah. to go for it. Um, make, but, make one up. It's like that Jackbox game. Angel Makers... Kalupadif. 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 That is the new word for self-titled. Can you spell it? K-A-L-U-P-A-D-I-P-H. Kalupadif. Kalupadif. Diff. Kalupadif. Kalupadif. Yeah, exactly. And that means? Self-titled. Like, self, like the, the literal definition is? Self-titled. Quote, self-titled, quote. No, this it's self-titled album. Ah, so it's not, it doesn't work for movies? Nope. Strictly music? Musical albums? That's a sick word. Made it up on the spot. Yeah. But Angel Maker, if you don't know who they are, are from... Canada, crazy enough. I don't, don't listen to too many uh, Canadian bands, I don't think. But I could I, be wrong. I don't know. They are melodic deathcore, and this album came out in 2019. Jordan, what did you think of this this album? Overall, it's a very solid album. That's what my first quote in the review. I don't know. I really liked it. Um, the best song, in my opinion, was Tempest. The worst song was My Body Is Not Whole because it really wasn't a song. It was more like a transitionary thing. And, like, I get them in the context of an album, but, like, if we're just doing least favorite song, it obviously is my least favorite because it's not really a song. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I just, I don't care for transitional songs like that. Like, songs that aren't a real song. And, I like you said, I understand why they're there. But, and I don't listen to shuffled music too, too often, so it's not too big of a hindrance. But when I do, and songs Runs like it. that come on, it's just like, oh, well, what the heck? I just wasted a minute of listening to nothing. <clears throat> but, like, I feel like you could put those transitions at the end of the pr- 
the first song, the song before it, and then at the beginning of the next song, and make them flow together rather than that as its own song. But either way, yeah. But then alternatively, you're then bogging down the other songs. Like, I don't know. I totally see both sides. If you make it your own song, if you put it in like the other songs, and either way, there's pros and cons, and like leave it up to the artist. But in this case, not my favorite song. Yeah, and I um, agree. It was also my least favorite song on the album. I kind of feel like the vocals were a little flat for me. Like, not that they were bad, because I think they were excellent. I just think they could have had a more prominent place in the mix. That's interesting, because I thought that the vocals stood out like oh, I, over everything else. I think the performance is amazing, and the style is amazing, and the technique is amazing. I just wanted to hear more of it. Okay, that's fair. And, like... The rest of the mix, though, was very well done. The guitars, the bass, the drums all fit in their own place. Um, all the instruments were technically very sound. Loved what they were doing. I want them to release a full classical guitar piece, like their intro song, because that slapped. That was a really good intro. And I don't want to say they cut it short, because like the rest of the album is really good, but like I want more of that. So, Angel Maker, you should make Angel Maker Classic or something like that. <laughs> Like a classic cover album, not even a cover album, just a classical album. No, 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 just yeah, just like pull out your rock your inner Bach, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's the best quote of 2020. Yeah, you know I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, well, what did you rate it out? Of, what would you rate it out of ten? What what I or what did I? Both. I would probably rate it an 8.25, and I definitely rated it an 8.25. That's a solid rating. Honestly. I probably would have given it a 7.5. If the vocals were as powerful as I like wanted to hear them, oh, a point seven five. I thought you were saying a oh, seven point no, no, five. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. It would have gone up to a eight point seven five. Okay. Um, and I think the reason I didn't give it higher is it's just I don't know. I don't have any faults for it except for the vocal thing, but it didn't like slap me like something like Infinite Annihilator would. That's fair, but, but like vocals styles for those two, Dickie Allen and who quite have, quite similar, is, yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite song was also Tempest. That's just a killer song. Just overall, everything that it has. So like this album is weird. It's very death core or death metal, whatever you want to call it. A lot with, of death. Yeah, a lot of death, and it's very, very heavy, and has the the vocals stand out with like absolutely disgusting highs, lows, gutturals, like. Any type of vocal screaming is in this album. Yet, they still add this guitar noodling, is what I call it. And it's like almost like there's guitar solos, but they're not quite solos, but they're really fun guitar parts that you don't normally find in deathcore albums like this. Like, it was going from like disgusting death and vo- vocals to like Avenged Sevenfold style guitar soloing. And I was like, what is going on? And I didn't realize I needed that so much. So I absolutely love this album. Um, it was super raw, super heavy, had the cool guitar noodling, not in every song, but in, I don't know. Majority, at least. I, I would, yeah, at least the majority of song. And then Tempest was like the best of both worlds. It had some great noodling <laughs> and some great heaviness. Um, but one of my favorite little tidbits was at the beginning of the song Origin, they said, Nee! From Knights Who Say Knee, uh, Monty Python, and I thought that was so funny that when it happened, I just started dying laughing. Yeah, I also started dying laughing, and like it was funny, but like it was definitely out of place. It definitely didn't they, fit the song or no. anything that was going on. And like 
Would it have been better if they did more of those really weird references? Hard to tell, potentially. But I will say that the, all of a sudden, it was just me. And then heavy as hell, like, right after that. And it was just like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? I love it. Um, I rated it a 9 out of 10. I think that it was a really well-done album. I don't quite agree with what Jordan says with the vocals. I thought they hit hard as heck. But... Um, I hadn't heard an album quite like this with the noodling and the deathcore mixed in together. So, blew me away. Angel Maker, I'm gonna keep looking out for you guys. And I'm pretty sure they're just getting signed to a new label and they're writing new music. That's exciting. And I don't know the name of the record label. It was uh, one that's pretty unfamiliar to me. Um, I mean, I'm looking out for more Angel Maker. For sure. Moving on to the second album of the Which week. I'm also looking out for. They're dropping a new album very soon. Yes. Uh, you you added this to the list, so I'll let you take this away. Yeah, it's Arian's The Theory of Everything. What's um, Arian? It's a, like, there's just one guy. His name's... I think it's Arian. Oh, okay, not Arian? Well, like, no, no, the guy who... The mastermind behind it. Oh, the, okay. I think his name is Arian. It's spelled Arjun. And, like, I'm not really familiar with his language. That's, so I, uh, Bel... Is that Belgian or Dutch? That region, for sure. Okay. Um, he uh, is involved in a lot of musical projects, <clears throat> and Arian or Arian or whatever is, it's kind of like musicals a little bit, like opera-y, I don't know, they're all concept albums that tell a story, and people, he gets guest musicians to play guitar, drums, etc., and then guest vocalists, and each vocalist plays a part in this overarching story. Yeah, so it's theatrical, symphonic. <laughs> theatrical is the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, definitely has this. It, it's almost as if you're at a like musical, but you're not. You're just listening to an album. Yeah. Um, so he, they, have an album called The Source. It's how Logan and I found them. Um, I was just in bed listening on like R slash prog metal, mm-hmm. and um, everybody dies was posted, and I'm just like going through clicking on all of them at this point and I listened to this, that song and I was like oh my god this is great so that's how these guys got on my radar um, I've been slowly tracking through their backlog this theory of everything is not one that I've heard before so I just threw it on the list so we could be forced to listen to it yeah it came out in 2013 which is this like one of his earlier stuff middle of the, I don't I have no, no idea no he goes he goes pretty far back one of his albums just had like a 20 year oh damn okay. so like they go pretty far back um, I don't know when they started but this was not as strong as the source for me, which makes sense um, because you know. I mean, the source is fairly recent, and I mean, concept-wise and the features, which is so solid. Yeah, this, the source was a. Li- I don't want to like just compare the like the whole review of this is not going to be comparing it to the source, but the source was more metal-driven. Yeah. This is more rock-driven. Okay. Yeah. Um. So like overall, it has a softer tone, but. I really like it. I have a soft spot for this kind of music. I give it a 9 out of 10. Um, my real complaint with this is the structure of the album. Every song is like one or two minutes, and like it'll just be people talking and like giving you backstory, which is fine, but like there's like 40-something songs in this album. 42 songs spanning an hour and a half. Yeah. So like the runtime is a little longer than a normal album, but like not by much. But there's like 42 songs. That is by much, to be honest with you. Okay, but like mm. some Haken, BT, Bam, they all have like hour like, 15. 
By the hour, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're just they're like an hour, but maybe they're, maybe a little bit more. Anyway, it's much longer than a normal album, For and sure. like that also kind of hampers it. It's really good to sit down and listen start to finish. That's how you listen to this album. This is definitely not a a single album. Oh you, no, because it's like he said, it's like a, a theatrical story. So it tells a story front to back. Like if you, if you can't shuffle it, wouldn't make sense. You can't. It has to be listened to front to back, start to end, in like one sitting. Yeah, and like there are some songs that maybe you could like pick out and put on a playlist, but not the same way you could some of his other albums. Right, and honestly, I think. The re- the length and the fact that it was an hour and a half and to really like get into it, you have to listen to it all the way through is its biggest downfall, because it's so hard to listen to an album for an hour and a half, straight front to back. At least for me, I thought this album was uh, a little bit boring. Um, music wise, there were some songs that lit a flame and got me going and like got my heart racing and like had good beat, good everything, but then a majority of 42 songs were just kind of the same thing over and over again with just either a different singer but it, it just all felt like the same it had the same tones had the same like full, I don't know it just to me was slightly repetitive and slightly not high enough tempo that for an hour and a half it could it couldn't really keep my uh, attention yeah they, they he they definitely overplayed the whole like theme callback I mean, much like you'd expect in a musical, right? Like, you hear the same 10 seconds of a, of a song in a musical all the time. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just this isn't one you're going to spin often. This would work insanely well as a musical. And I bet you, like, if they... They probably do, when they play this live, play it as a musical. I can't say for certain. But as an album, sitting down, listening to headphones, I just don't think it does much for me at all. I don't know if I already said, but I gave it a nine out of ten. You did. Um, I gave it a, a, a what was it? A five oh, yeah. and a half out of ten. Yikes! And a nice meh. But that's just musically, it's solid. Like he's a very good artist. He has a good idea, knows what he's doing. But this isn't something I would want to listen to again. And I think it's just hard to listen to front to back. I wouldn't really recommend it. Except for if it's if it is a musical, I'd be like, oh, I want to go see that. But other than that, I I wouldn't really recommend it. So, speaking of that, and, and, and I quote. This might be a good segue into uh, a, the meat of the album. And I'm not talking about a Paul Blart mall cop transportation vehicle. I'm talking about, like, a transition. To the meat of the what? Did I say the meat of the album? Yeah. I meant meat of the podcast. Yeah, that's literally what I was trying to do, and you interrupted me. I had this joke I had to say. Oh. Wait, say it again. I missed it. This would be a nice segue into the... Oh my god, like the cop thing in the mall? Yeah, but I'm not talking about a Paul Blart mall cop vehicle. I'm talking about a transition. Nary vehicle. Transitionary vehicle? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That was awful. Yes, what are we talking about today, Jordan? Other than our album review, which is going well. Actually, before we move on, I just want to give a little sneak peek of what's next. For sure, next week we will have In Hearts Wake Kali Yuga album. I've heard bits and pieces of it so far. Have you heard any of it? None of it. None of it. So that's what you got looking forward to next week. All right, now Paul Blart Mall Copping into the next section. What are we talking about? Musicals. Musicals? Yeah. Interesting. Do you like musicals? I do. 
Have you ever been in a musical? Yes. I know. I've watched you. It was great. It's hilarious. Hilarious. Absolutely Not great. hilarious. Like it, the production wasn't like it wasn't a good. Oh no! It was it was awful. Well, yeah. no, it was high school. Synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my drama teacher actually told me in front of other people that I have no talent and that I should not be a part of this. That sucks. She couldn't recast it, so haha, <laughs> jokes on her. <laughs> what uh, what role did you play? Ah, uh, I was the the doctor. Well, this one wasn't really a musical. This was like still theater, but like, what was it? What what play or? So the one, specific one I'm talking about was the Miracle Worker. Oh, Helen yeah, Keller yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah. But uh, I was in a few musicals as well. But I was just playing a background character in those, so like she couldn't. You never had to sing, did you? Yeah. Besides like backing, you never right. had like a part where you. It were... was just me. Right. Oof, no. I don't want to no, hear no, that. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I really like them. I love seeing them. It's a shame that COVID happened because last year I wasn't in the area to go to all the musicals when they were happening and like now they didn't happen this year. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I really like them. They're so much fun to see in person. I recently watched Hamilton and mm-hmm. it was great, but it didn't do it the same way that be like watching it live did. I can understand that. I, I haven't seen Hamilton, but from what I, I've heard it's great. And from what it is, it's kind of just a musical that you can watch yeah, it's, it's kind of like you're, like, seven rows back, okay. but nobody's in front of you. So, like, I can see why that wouldn't be as good. Rather, It should, it could, it would probably be better as, like, a movie musical. Like how Les Mis did it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, some might say the, the movie's not as good as the play, or the play's not as good as the movie, but, like, that's how I would have liked it to be interpreted. Mm-hmm. But, like, I get it. People have to see Hamilton. It's great. So, like, however you can get it out there, get it out there. That's fair. I haven't seen it yet. It's been on Veronica and I's list to it's check long. out. Just, it's long. Oh, that's probably one of the reasons why I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Um, they do give you an intermission. Like, actual, you get to pause for intermission. And there's, like, a minute timer. Really? Yeah. That's pretty like, funny. Yeah. Um, but, no, I really, really enjoy musicals. What was your introduction to musicals? If you can remember, because, you know, you might not even know. I was just in high school, and the, the girl I was, like, dating at the time was in theater, so... You know, you gotta do it too. That's fair. I also really like musicals. Um, I don't know the first one. I do remember... Oh, in, like, grade school, did we go and see Wicked? Or did we go to the theater while Wicked was playing? And we saw, like, the backstage. I don't remember. <laughs> but either way, I do love musicals. I think that they are really fun to go see live. But a good m- movie musical is awesome and um some of my favorite mu- movies are musicals like what well i mean sweeney todd is mm. veronica's favorite movie oh really is one of my favorite movies of that style like it's just the theming with the acting and the singing because like the actors weren't really singers when they casted them they kind of just cast them and then they did the part and they pulled it off so well Johnny Depp and that woman who's in all those Johnny Depp movies and I can never remember her name. I feel so bad, but I literally she's never... She's just that woman who's in all the Johnny well, Depp movies. she's also in Harry Potter and... That's not a Johnny Depp movie. No, it's not, but... Is she the? Well, is she also in Pirates of the Caribbean? That's the only other Johnny Depp movie I can I think of. I don't know. But that would be another Johnny Depp movie. It would be another Johnny Depp movie. Anyway. But Sweeney Todd is honestly a 10 out of 10 musical. Like, so if you haven't seen it before, I don't know what you do. Have you seen it? Um... I think I did watch it a long time ago, but it's been so long that I don't remember 
pretty much anything about it. So good. And I know you don't like horror, and it's technically horror because it's about uh, a no. demon barber on Fleet Street who, like, slices people. But but it's musical. It's a musical, and I don't think it's going to be that bad to where you shouldn't watch it. I would highly recommend it. I don't know if it's streamable for free or not, though. Freemable. Freemable. <laughs> yeah, I think my first introduction was Phantom of the Opera. Oh, And, like, I didn't, like, my first movie musical mm-hmm. and like I didn't like it at the time because I was like you know we lad and I just want to play Call of Duty um, same but I've since gone back and watched it I need to rewatch it now that I'm a little older can appreciate it more didn't think it was bad I really like the musical theme like the na 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 like that's great so for me like those types of musicals like the Les Mis the Hamilton Phantom of the Opera all those old school ones I have not seen the musicals that I've been introduced to are Disney movies, which are musicals. Technically, that, yeah. They are. High School Musical. Um, <laughs> nah, that's, you know, okay. I love High School Musical, by the way. I mean, it's it's definitely not bad, but I don't know if I'd consider it a musical. It's literally High School Musical. Right, but it's not like... It's literally a musical. They literally do choreographed dancing while singing. That's fair. No, you're right. I mean, the basketball scene, you know? Have you even seen High School Musical? Yeah, I think only one. I don't think I've seen two. Oh, uh, one. And oh wait, two. no, two is two. The one where there's like a big pool and the golf course yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I've seen one and two. One and two. One. I mean, those, those are great. Three is. Eh, I don't think it out, was as good, but weirdly enough, I love those movies. They're super cheesy. They're super dumb, dramatic, like teenage high school stuff, but they are truly musical. They are dramatic. They are like have that feel to them, and they have decent singers, and it's just, it's fun to watch. Let me let me rephrase what I was trying to say, and it's not like Les Mis where everything is sung. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Not that it wasn't a musical. Right. Okay, I understand. I understand. Um, but honestly, the best musical of all time is Tenacious D and the Pick of oh, Destiny. Yes, one hundred percent. And for all you metal fans out there, that's the perfect musical to get into because it's just metal music. Also, the movie is low key actually great. Oh yeah. Like. People might say it might have flopped or not done as well as they wanted it to, but, like, oh, my God, it's hilarious. It's comedic gold, and, like, there's just so many small things that they do in that movie that are so funny. Add in Tenacious D's songs. I don't know. There's nothing better than watching a comedy movie and then also singing along to it. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're if you're going to walk away from this podcast episode with anything, it's that you have to watch Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny. And it's best to watch it with a lot of food and friends. Yeah. Maybe not a lot of friends, but a lot of food and some friends. Yeah, yeah. You need a lot more food than you got friends. Oh, yeah. But, like, you need at least one or two buds. Yeah, and you just lap along. It's it's a true classic. I saw that way too young. I don't remember how old I was exactly. I think it was in, like, 6th or 7th grade. Way too young. I didn't even, like, like Tenacious D or, like, music at that point. My dad was just watching it. Like, this is hilarious. And then, like, not until middle of high school did I make the connection that, like, that was Tenacious D. Yeah. And then I had to go back and actually watch it, and it was great. Yeah. So, like, I love movie musicals more so than musical musicals because that's what I've been introduced to and what I'm familiar with. So, like, Disney movies. I mean, those are true. Those are, they're not true musicals, but they are musicals. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're singing along solo. I th- people might not un- know that they like musicals as much as they do because they don't realize they're watching musicals. Bob's Burgers, some of those episodes of musicals, 
uh, the writers of Bob's Burgers has a new show called Central Park on HBO. Um, you, know, you can definitely get stream it on YouTube, but it's it is a musical. Like every episode has these cho- uh, animated choreographed songs that they sing to. So good. The comedy is gold. The singing is fantastic. I highly recommend it. Yeah, Big Mouth on Netflix is also technically a musical. Wait, really? I have not seen that. Yeah, um, not every ep- There's a lot of episodes with musical numbers in it. So, but those are still vastly different from yep. musical theater. For sure. Musical theater is definitely way different and special. Have you seen any real musical theater apart from what I did in high school? I mean, I w- was just going to save the best and just keep it there when I saw you. And ah, good choice, good choice. But, I, you know, I'm trying to remember, and honestly, I don't know. I can't think of, like, a true musical that I've been to, no. Mm. Unfortunately, because I do love the movie musicals, so I would assume that I would like the- theater musicals, but I don't know if I've been to one. After I graduated college, we took a trip to London. And we got to see Les Mis performed at, like, one of their really nice theaters. That is so tight. It was so good. Like, really good. But I had only seen the movie before then. There are some slight differences between the movie and the play. Did you, at that time, think the movie was better plot-wise or the play was better plot-wise? I liked the movie more because that's what I knew. Right, like, I knew the song, like, the versions of the songs in the movie and, like, there was some cognitive dissonance because, like, when they played a note or did something, that's, like, not what I expected. Okay. However, the live performance of those actors were insane. Oh, yeah. London is known for their like, musical theater. There was just so much effort in every inch on that stage. It was awesome. Dude, I'm actually really jealous. But, man, I keep trying to think. I don't think I've seen true musical theater, and that's bumming me out. You know what I have also seen? What? The Little Mermaid. As a musical. But, like, not as the Disney movie. As a legit Like a true musical? musical? Yeah. Not Little Mermaid on ice? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) It was actually, like, 110 degrees out when I saw it. We were at the Muni. Dude, the Muni in St. Louis. I've never been there. But I've heard that it's incredible. Yeah, you... It's awesome. It's real great, but it's outside in the middle of, like, humid summer. Oh, God, yeah. That's... And, like, the fan we were sitting under, the fans are great, but the fan was broken that we sat under. So, like, we were sweating. It was rough, but the music was great. They just wanted you to feel like you were under the sea. You, <laughs> you're darn tootin'. <laughs> but, no, like, I don't know. I really, really like them. What else? I've seen, like, three other ones. I saw, oh, I saw Elf, the musical. Oh, dude. Like, like a Will Ferrell movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, do they sing in that movie? Yeah. It's kind of a musical, too. But, like, this was, like, mu- musical. Yeah, it was great. I love them so much. What do you think, for theatrical musicals, is, like, the best part? Singing, the acting, the dancing? I think it's the same thing I like about, like, some prog concept albums. Okay. It's all the musical tiebacks. Or, like... You can tell a story through the people on the stage and through the music. Okay. And, like, every time a character walks in, there might be a little jingle they play or, like, a little theme they do. And, like, without the music there, like, if they were to sing an acapella, it would be so much worse. 
than if they added the band, because you'd lose so much additional information that only the music could help you understand. Interesting. I've never thought about it that way, because I really like acapella as well. And that's not to say it would be bad acapella. It's just when you tie them both together, they both help you realize and make connections that you wouldn't be able to normally. And, like, when you go, you tr- like there's no way you can sleep at a musical, because, like, you have to be actively watching and actively listening. Okay. It's not like a like a movie where you can kind of like just chill out and relax and like just uh, passively understand what's happening on screen. You gotta like laser focus in on everything that's happening to get the real true goodness that happens there. Damn, you're really making me want to go see a musical with me. Dude, I'm ne- as soon as they're open, I'll wear a mask for seven hours if I have to. Ooh, I don't know about that, but back to back to back. Just a ton of musicals. Yeah. Have you seen, so, as we were prepping for this episode, I almost watched West Side Story, but I decided not to, because it was, like, really late at night, and I needed to work the next morning, but have you seen, like, West Side Story, or um, Annie, or Hairspray, or The Sound of Music, or any of those classic movie musicals? Out of those, only Annie. Do you like it? It was okay. And you saw the original, not the new one. I saw both. Ooh. I've also seen Annie in the musical. You've seen all... You've got the triple trouble I, Annie. I, yeah. Um, it's okay. I don't... I think... Not that the story is, like, boring or anything, but I don't think it's as dramatic as some of the other ones. Like, Les Mis. Like, that's a very dramatic story. Right. Um, but it's still a very good good time, and, like, I enjoyed watching it. Kept my attention... Okay. If you were to, if you had to choose between a theater theater musical, a movie musical more so in the sense of like a Disney movie or a high school musical, or a movie musical as like Annie or Les Mis or any of those, what would you pick? Depends. Like, depends on what the musical is? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Because like, like... Like, everything. Everything has pros and cons. That's true. But, and like, okay, you have to choose one. And you don't know what it is. You either go I'd rather see it in musical theater. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think that's, for me, the most powerful way to see it. But, like, sometimes the Disney movie approach is the better way to tell a story. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes the visuals are so strong and the production's so high that you can really grab that story. Yeah, like the animated ones, you can do things that you can't do on a stage. And then, like, the film variants, there's so much more attention to detail and budget you can throw at it. Because mm-hmm. you can, like, film it scene by scene and get everything perfect. But then, like, I don't know, it's not as raw as, like, the musical theater. And, like, there's mistakes in musical theater. There's no mistakes in movies. That's true. And, like, seeing them... Like, that's not to say you want to see mistakes happen, but, like, seeing how they recover, like, seeing professionals working. Like, it's, like, a little bit of improv, a little bit yeah, of it's, that talent there. And I'm, I'm assuming 100% that at a musical theater, people do not sing along because the actors <laughs> are doing their thing. Yeah. And that's the best part of watching a musical. So I yeah. feel like that's the biggest downside. Like, when High School Musical is on, I am belting out those lyrics. Same with Tenacious D, same with... Disney movies. Yeah, but there's like a time and place for that, right? I guess so. Like, again, with the musical theater, you're just going there to sit in awe of what they're doing. That's it's not fair. like a rock concert where like you have to be louder than this, the band. Yeah. Damn. 
I don't have, like I said, I really want to see a musical now. Yeah, dude, they're great. If you had to recommend one musical to our listeners, what would it be? Probably Les Mis. The movie or the theatrical production or either? I or mean, both. probably just the movie. Okay. It's, it's easier to get your hands on and like... Yeah, I'm pretty... Is it experience? A, is it on Disney Plus? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's definitely available because I was looking up musicals to watch and it was one that I could have, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what it's... I mean, it's got on. a very recognizable cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people you've, you're going to see in other movies are there. Hugh Jackman, Anne Hathaway. Oh, um, big names. And, like, it's very well done. Every, it's all sing-song. So, like, there's not a spoken word in the entire show. It's all... Even when pe- characters are just talking in their normal voices, it's always to a, a tune or a rhythm. Interesting, okay. Um, and, like, that might be a big turnoff for people. Mm-hmm. But it really helps sell the point of the musical theater. And, like, it's a very cool story. Very engrossing. There are a few parts where it's like, whoa, what just happened? Because, like, they they can't set the scene the same way you can in, like, a film. Um, but the musical numbers are great. The, the singing is outstanding. The cinematography is very well done. Draws draws your eye to the right things and like it's a very powerful message about like redemption and war in France damn interesting okay that's just a classic I mean I've heard it's a classic I've never seen it yeah I would have to recommend Sweeney Todd I truly think that for a movie musical is just top notch funny enough like I'm pretty darn sure they like wanted Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp's like I don't sing I like I'm on a singer and like oh like you'll learn and he just learned how to sing for the that musical and it turned out really well the actor that plays Sepper Snape is in it um, Alan Rickman Alan Rickman rest in peace what a lovely lovely guy he can sing way better than I ever thought he could from watching Harry Potter <laughs> yeah. but it's so good like oh, you and I need to watch that now because I cannot believe you haven't truly seen it yeah likewise for Lamez. Dude, I do. I need to. Is that's pretty long, isn't it? It's it's longer, yeah. Yeah, like how long? I don't. How no. long is too it's, long? It's longer than a normal movie for sure. Interesting. Okay. And also Hamilton, I'd be down to watch it again. So. Because like it's it's beefy. You gotta watch, Les Mis. I, how do you say it? It's, it's not like Les Mis. Les Mis is like the the shortened version, but it's Les like Mis. Les Miserables or something like that. Les Miserables, Sweeney Todd. I heard Hamilton is good. You've I would Hamilton. I would recommend Hamilton specifically because the musical aspect might be more approachable to most people because it, instead of like classical like focusing on your voice and like the different notes you can hit with your voice, this is all rapped, and it's about U.S. history, like the founding fathers, and it's all of it is rap and like hip hop. Wait, Hamilton's all rap and hip hop? Yeah. No way. I did yeah. not know that. So like it's definitely a fresh take for like the classical music theater. And like they're all in the movie, they're all insanely good at rapping. There's a few times where they just go off and you're just like, dang. Oh man, now but I really want to watch it. Because of that, it's sometimes hard to grasp everything they're saying. Cause like they they rapid fire some stuff. Um but no, it's it's pretty cool. Definitely recommend it, but if we're talking, like, stuff that I would personally go for, it'd be Les Mis over Hamilton. Okay. 
And then you gotta watch Tenacious D and Pick a Destiny. Like that's just. Oh, I mean, uh, sorry. Yeah, Tenacious D trumps everything. Oh, no, so freaking good. The uh, I'm not gonna encase it for spoilers. The last song of that movie, so solid. Should be in like the Cinematography Hall of Fame. You can't get any better. That's peak cinema. Beautiful singing, like clever singing. The visuals appealing, badass. Like hits all the check marks. Yeah, you got cameos from professional musicians in there too. Oh yeah, freaking Dio comes out of a poster and just shreds. Dave Grohl's in the final scene. Oh yeah, yeah, God, such a good playing movie. a character in the final scene. A certain character, yeah, Beazle something. <laughs> Beazle Diesel. But then again, like we said, like if you don't want to watch anything and you just want to listen, I'm sure you could throw a movie on and just listen to it without looking. But Arian is a really is basically musicals. Honestly. Yeah. Um, the source I would highly recommend. I wouldn't quite recommend the theory of everything. I'm just kidding. No. It, it's, if you are going to spend that time, the hour and a half, to really sit down and listen, the theory of everything is a really good one as well. Yeah, and surprisingly, we'll talk about this one later, because it's on our album review next month, but Devin Townsend's Ziltoy the Omniscient is also kind of this musical theater... But it's more on like the just pure comedy side. Like it's just, he just does it because it's funny. Yeah. Um, that's also a really good one. I feel like there's another one that we just did. We just listened to recently that was like top notch. Like a theatrical yeah. musical album. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was just me. <laughs> I can't think of it. So yeah, maybe it was just you. I don't know, but like definitely a weak spot for me. Or like, what's the soft spot? Soft spot, weak spot, um, guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah. High School Musical is a guilty pleasure. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. If, if something's a musical, I'm more apt to just be like, yes, let's do it. You want to go to musical? Yes, like, let's go. Weirdly enough, I, I'm the same. And I never really like realized that till I think it was... I think it was when Disney Plus came out. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I wanted to watch was High School Musicals just to uh, see it nice. again. Because yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen it since I was pretty young. And I was like... like Obviously, it's a little childish, but it's still so good. And I remember when it came out originally, like, me and my stepsister were at our neighbor's house, and our parents were there. They were having, like, some type of party, but it was the premiere of High School Musical on Disney Uh Channel. So we, like, said, hey, we want to go watch this. So we went to the bedroom somewhere and watched it, and it was just, like, my first real taste of that, and it was so good. You got to bop, bop, bop (laughs) to the top. I don't remember the songs unless they're playing. Ooh, it's that ingrained in you. Yeah, so like it's it's deep inside. You can't see it on my outer shell, but as soon as those notes hit or whatever happens, I'll be singing. It's right back up there. Exactly. So, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more of our voices in the future, Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Where are you going? I was trying to bring the suspense in. I was there, dude. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You don't actually have to, but it would be super helpful to get our voices to the ears of others. And if you do that, for this episode, drop your favorite musical, and I will attempt to watch it. (laughs) Hopefully, we don't get 105-star reviews, because I don't have time for that. I would like to watch 105 musicals. We'll make it work. Either way, leave your favorite musical. If you don't have one, or also with your favorite musical, give us an album 
say why you like it. We'll listen to it and potentially give our thoughts on it, unless we absolutely hate it. But we might want to be like, it was trash. We might give a thought, not thoughts. Ooh, a singular thought. A singular thought. A herd. A herd? A herd of thoughts. A herd of thoughts. Never heard that before. (laughs) Never heard that before. Oh, God. Okay, Jordan, do you... Oh, yeah, so for those that don't know, and we every week we do this, we, we say, oh, we have a hot take, oh, we have a metal grate, but it's been a hot minute since I've told you why we're doing this. I almost forgot myself. Well, one, it's because we like telling you what to listen, we want to boss you around. No, we have two Spotify playlists. One is the Two Metal Fans Podcast, Hot Takes. One is the Two Metal Fans Podcast, Metal Greats. Hot Takes are songs that we think as metalheads, air quotes, are either like why would we be listening to that music because you know we're elite metal head elitist blah 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 or just songs that we think deserve some recognition or or from smaller metal bands that deserve some recognition those are usually the hot takes metal greats are like the best of the best like maybe not quite hall of fame songs but some of the best metal songs that we can think of and both of those playlists are available on Spotify to be listened to by the public. So if you feel we have some good ideas and some good thoughts when it comes to music, those would be great playlists to follow. That being said, Jordan, do you have a hot take and or a metal grade this week? Only a metal grade. Okay. Hit me with it. And the audience of the two metal fans. So it was a toss-up. I really couldn't decide, and I'm still like in my head flip-flopping between the two. It's Gojira. It's on the album from Mars to Sirius. And the two choices are between Flying Whales or The Heaviest Matter of the Universe. Oh, those are definitely the two songs that would have to be the two choices. Yeah. And here's my case for Flying Whales. It's a metal song about flying whales. And it has some of the sickest riffs in it you ever want to know. 10 out of 10. Can't beat it. However, The Heaviest Matter of the Universe literally has the name The Heaviest... (laughs) Matter of the Universe in the song title, and I can confirm the riffs are some of the heaviest riffs in the universe. Like, you kind of think that they're joking with the song title, but no. Like, it's... this is a very literal, like, we're, I'm not kidding. There's some face-melting, heavy riffs. Like, there's a black hole that gets created because it's so heavy whenever you listen to the song. I think you might have just chose what song you wanted to make. But Flying Whales. Flying Whales is an amazing song. I might circle back to Flying Whales later. That's fine. Well, you can have both of them, but we can only add one right now. I mean, technically, we can do whatever the hell we want. It's our, our playlist, but... Okay, I'm going to say it, and then I need to start talking so I can't talk my way out of it. Heaviest matter of the universe. Please continue talking. The heaviest matter of the universe is now going to be added to the Two Metal Fans podcast, Metal Grades. Wait, I changed my... No, you, get, get out of here. <laughs> um, I actually also have a Metal Grade after my blunder for not bringing one last week. And... Some people might not be like, oh, this is one of the greatest metal songs ever. Yeah, go, leave. <laughs> one of the greatest albums, in my opinion, is Silent Planet's When the End Began, their most recent album to date. I feel like most songs on that album could go into this playlist, but and it really took me a little bit to think of which one I wanted because like, Share the Body is an incredible song that's heavy and about opioid crisis that we have in the country. You've got The Visible Unseen, which is not quite as heavy, but a bit more um, melodic, and it's about how um, 
children homeless homeless children <laughs> not homeless children but um the fact that when kids come out as homosexual and their parents kick them out of the house is what that song is mainly about and it's the visible unseen is that like you see these people every day and you might not realize that you're seeing it and it's a very sad subject that is like way worse of a problem than you would think it is in this country so that's an incredible song due to the subject matter you also have um the new eternity which is kind of a bit about like being controlled and how Monsanto is poisoning our food with like the stuff they spray on it. But my choice is Northern Fires Guernica, which is about a, I believe it was a civil war in Spain back in the day, but it, overall you could kind of make the song about war in general. Some of the catchiest chorus that I've ever heard mixed in with extremely heavy. He has a part that sounds almost rap like in it. Um, very heavy subject matter just about like there was a line that's like uh like um put me in a grave with an unmarked name because like in a war like that they just start digging graves for everybody throwing them in and they don't name them and like that's so sad to truly think about so yeah northern fires granica is my choice it mixes everything i think the album has to offer in one song heavy really good song meaning and catchy catchy chorus what about, I'm sold. You better go listen to it. <laughs> what about a hot take? None. None. Nope. It's a weird song. I've never heard of it. Been given too many hot takes. Now uh, that's, great. that's fair. I don't want to run out of material. <laughs> oh, you can never run out of good music. Okay. I do have one. And on my personal Twitter, I kind of alluded to it today. Balance and Composure's album... Oh, what's the name of the album? You I think, forgot? No, I'm trying to think of the name of the album. Yeah, you forgot the name of the album. I'll pull it up real quick. Okay. But Balance Composure is... Wait, where are you pulling it up on? Spotify. I was going to try to have you plug your Twitter, but that didn't work. Oh, no. I'm not telling these people my Twitter. Are you crazy? Why did I just type, type Spotify into Spotify? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the crazy guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, hot take song, Spotify. <laughs> but Balance and Composure is a band that unfortunately is no more... Um, they're not metal. They're like uh, alternative rock, I would say. They're very ambient, very slower, um, very good lyrics. But the album, The Things We Think We're Missing, incredible, incredible album. Truly any song could be on the hot take. I'm going to throw up Tiny Raindrop. Solid song on the album, but I do think... As a whole, you should listen to the whole album, The Things We Think We're Missing, by Balanced Composure. And the reason I brought this up is because uh, in the morning, Veronica and I like to throw a vinyl on and just kind of chill and drink coffee. And this is what we threw on the last couple of days, and just, just solid. Nice. Yeah. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, we have a Twitter. It's called at 2 Fans. We have an email, 2MetalFans at gmail.com. And right now, now, those are the only ways that you can really get in touch with us. Or, alternatively, you could put on your favorite record and sing, scream, make the guitar parts with your mouth, whatever you need, whatever you need to do to mimic the sound, as loud as you can. If you full send the entire album to the maximum capacity, and then in the final moments of that album, tele- telepathically think what you want us to know, there's a non-zero chance we're going to get that. 
hear that? Non-zero. It's probably not great, but tell you what, anything's possible with enough enthusiasm. And with that, we're going to say goodbye this week. Catch us next week on the Two Metal Fans Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. And stay metal. <laughs>